Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 82, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today, we're doing another tournament review. This one has been a long time coming. This is one of the facilities and tournaments that we are most familiar with, and that is USSSA Tournaments at Victory Park in Canton, Michigan. Yes. Stephanie and I have attended these tournaments with our kids from 8U all the way up to 13U, and we have done AA tournaments and majors level or open tournaments with them. So we're not going to list all the tournaments we've done. Um, we've just done a whole slew of them. <laughs> I Yeah, I feel like we were there maybe like six or seven times, like turn seven tournaments in a row. Like it's been, we know this place. <laughs> we do. Um, Pretty well. Yeah, to say that I actually legitimately looked at renting an apartment for the summer in Canton yeah. <laughs> one year <laughs> to see if we could save money. Story. I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was the place to be. <laughs> we did not, for whatever reason, we did not attend a USSSA tournament last year at the 13U level um, with our older son's team. So we didn't do a review on them last year. Um, I did go back again this year a couple of times. So it's fresh in the mind and we are ready to talk about it. Yes. So I guess the first thing first, we're, I specifically said we're going to talk about the U-Trip tournaments at Victory Park or at Canton Sports Center. Um, something that you may know if you're familiar with this tournament is that they often will use multiple facilities, um, especially Heritage Park. Um, however, for the most part, we're just going to focus on Victory Park, especially because this year it seems like they're using that Heritage Park less and less um, because it seems like the U-Trip tournament's in Canton are becoming a little bit less popular, so they don't need the additional facility. So, Stephanie, do you want to talk just a little bit about an overview of Canton yes, Sports Center? Absolutely. So they have 12 softball multi-purpose fields. Um, they're about 300-foot fences, dirt infield. They do have lights, so we have had night games, and I will say the lights have been pretty cool, which is nice. Um, no scoreboards. They do have small portable turf mounds, which they do have, but they're not always the best, but they do have them. <laughs> um, they do have bleachers around the fields. And then there are, which is kind of nice. I do like this, the protective nets going from the fields for the middle because, man, there are balls flying everywhere. And so you don't have to keep yelling heads up and looking around. So those nets uh, keep you protected so you don't have to worry too much about it. Right. So Stephanie mentioned there's 12 fields. So it's basically three groups of like four clovers we call them or yes and so yeah that middle yes, area has the protective <laughs> net but uh, one thing I had talked about with Trevor right before we recorded I said that's one of our favorite things are those protective nets under the bleachers but they like mm -hmm. have to have those because the fields are so close together yes I was paying more attention this weekend and you can expect four or five foul balls coming into your field every half inning I mean you were just constantly bombarded with foul balls oh, because yeah. there's not much green space in between those fields. So that protective netting is there like right behind home plate. But once you go down the line, um, just expect balls coming everywhere. So it's easiest to just kind of sit in the bleachers <laughs> and, uh -huh. and be protected. Under, under the nets for protection. Yep. They do have concessions, a restaurant and a bar in there, which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later. Nice working bathrooms. Um, anything else I'm missing? Um, parking. It's just one main parking lot. Um, there is plenty of parking, but you can generally expect to walk a decent amount. So this is not a great tournament for grandma to come to if 
if she's not set up to do a ton of walking, um, just to get to one of the the sets of fields and or parking in the back of the parking lot, that there's going to be a decent amount of walking there, but you'll find a spot. So that's not going to be a problem. Yep. Other than that, I think we just need to talk about what the fields are like or what our experience with mm. the fields has been. So Stephanie, when I say, hey, I've got a tournament this weekend in Canton, like what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Rain, muddy fields. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Always. So yeah, I don't Always. know if like Canton just hates us. Um, but that is like our running joke constantly that like, oh, it's raining in Canton this weekend. Go figure. Like, I don't know out of all the like, I don't want to maybe dozens of tournaments that we've done there uh, between the different teams. I am sure there's been one where there was <laughs> where rain wasn't an issue, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like that has always well, been a factor. No. Yes. If it wasn't raining, then it was like super hot and very dry. Remember, because then it would be like really dusty because it was just like the dirt was flying. Right. And there's not many trees. So you don't get really get coverage of anything like you're just there. Yeah, there's there's not much shade. That's true. And you're right. If you're there in the end of June and it's been dry miraculously for a few days, then yes, the fields kind of turn into a dust bowl and they'll pause it you know, for a few seconds here and there because you've literally got like the, the infield dirt pelting everybody in the face. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, <laughs> that that's another issue. But again, I mean, we can't blame the facility for the fact that nope. it rains, seems to rain in Canton all the time. Um, but it is a factor. It's something that we think about whenever we schedule tournaments um, is, you know, are we prepared to deal with the rain delays or the potential cancellation? Well, and then just like you said too, the fields have like, I just don't think they have very good drainage because no. they are older fields and they, it, that water will sit there. You'll have puddles in the outfield. Like I remember the boys would be muddy and it wasn't, it didn't rain like the day before, but it was still muddy out there. Yes. Um, and I said, we wouldn't talk about heritage, but I'll say heritage is even worse. Like I think a lot of those canceled tournaments are because heritage, once it got pretty wet, like there was not enough people there to maintain it, if anybody, and it it, it just was going to hold water the rest of the weekend, so you'd be done. Um, mm-hmm. And and Victory Park is not much better. Um, they you don't you won't they don't have a whole crew to take care of twelve fields to get them yeah all cleaned up and ready to go. And even just this past weekend, like there was a moderate amount of rain on Friday, so we we knew okay, well games are probably going to be later on Saturday, and they were. Even though there were no games originally scheduled for Friday, it just they needed some more time to drain the fields or whatever. But the outfield, even on Sunday, you know, if a ball, you had a, a high pop-up or fly ball that went into the outfield that just like sploosh, you know, and would just completely stop. <laughs> or they've got a they've got a, a picture of a kid from the first weekend we were, we were there, and of course it was wet, and did a full-on like horizontal dive and landed in an absolute like puddle, water splashed everywhere and he was absolutely soaking wet he made the catch came in and like chest bumped my husband and like he was soaking wet (laughs) so classic yeah Yeah. water is just gonna be an issue in Canton just count on it Mm -hmm. absolutely so rating what did we rate it Diana we ended up rating the the facility or the fields four out of five um, and we, we kind of discussed that a little bit, maybe making that a little bit lower just because the water issue is such an issue. But um, again, the, the lights really give it a bonus. The fact that there's bleachers on every field and the fans do have that protective netting. Um, and the fact that even though the mounds are terrible, 
they have them at least, so we'll take True. that over no mounds. We decided to go ahead and stick with that generous four out of five. Mm-hmm. Very good. The next one is tournament management. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, Diana? Okay, so tourney management, this is where we often talk about like scheduling and how that works. Utrip is never my favorite from a scheduling standpoint because I prefer... I always prefer when um, companies use Tourney Machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just is so much easier to to log in and figure out exactly when and where your game is going to be and get all your information, rules and everything. Utrip is a lot more difficult to navigate. You can't just like do a quick Google search and say, I want the Canton Super NIT SA tournament. Like that will not come up. You have to go through the whole process to find your tournament on uh, Utrip's website. So I'm never a fan of that. Um, traditionally for us, we would always get our schedules by Tuesday night. And sometimes that might even mean like 1150 at night on a Tuesday. This year, we noticed we're getting our schedules like midday Wednesday. And that's for a tournament that starts on Friday. So not a whole lot of time. (laughs) No, not at all. I don't even really want to get into this because this is a whole topic in and of itself. But you'll see like on Michigan Travel Baseball and sites like that on Facebook. A lot of people are complaining about how Utrip is handling like their guest players and their rosters and how all that works. But again, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to throw out there that that's something that people tend to be unhappy about. One thing that I have noticed is that at least in the tournaments we are looking at, we're not seeing nearly as many teams signing up. Um, At the 14U level, Xander was supposed to play in a tournament there in April, and it ended up getting canceled because... Um, well, for one thing, they changed most of their tournaments from 14U Open to 14U AA, and I'm guessing that's because 14U Open, mm. they weren't getting teams to sign up for it. And yeah. even if they had done the AA tournament, um, there were only three teams for the tournament. So we left and we went to a tournament at Legacy instead. So we're just not seeing as many teams there. Um, this mm-hmm. year, in a couple of weeks, the, I just mentioned to Stephanie that Open states were supposed to be in Shelby Township. Those just got moved to Canton. Um, we prefer Shelby Township. We pre- prefer just that whole tournament experience there versus Canton. So that was one reason why we were even attending. Um, but I believe there weren't enough teams signed up to warrant using that location. They were able to fit everybody at Canton. So again, hmm. people aren't going there as much. There has to be a reason for that. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so for tournament management overall, We rated them two and a half out of five. Mm -hmm. The next one is fees. So I will say um, that Diana did a little research on this and the tournament fees were about $549 to $599. And that was through the 8U to 14U age group. Like that fee was the same for that whole age group. Usually when you start a lower level level, it's a little bit cheaper. And then as they get older, it gets more expensive, but, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't notice that change, which was interesting. Um, the other one is a state of play, of course, but we often drive or there was a period where we still stayed, but we had a favorite place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the bonus was, uh, no entry or parking fee, which I always love that. Um, and like Diana said, you will, you can always find a parking spot. Will you have to walk a little bit? Yes. But the no fee, like, I love that. So you can, you can bring extra family or whatever that want to come see. So that was nice. Yeah, absolutely. And so basically the fact that this is one of the only tournaments I still go to that doesn't charge a fee, um, that, that like Stephanie said, that's a huge bonus. The 549 might be a little pricey for an 8U tournament. 
but that would be a phenomenal prize, I feel like, for a 14U tournament. So it kind of depends on what perspective you're looking at that from, I think, for pricing. So rating-wise, we gave that a a 4.5 out of 5 for fees. And the only reason we even deducted was the state-of-play requirement and not having a discount for those 8U, 9U teams. Mm -hmm. So restrooms, those are pretty basic. You want to talk about that, Stephanie? Yep. Yeah, they're, yeah, they flush, they have hot water, cold water. So, and they're, you know, in a building. Yep. So we appreciate that. <laughs> so we gave them a, a rating five out of five. We like that they're a structure. Yeah. You got to love our standards for restrooms. I know. <laughs> like, I know. We're like four walls and it's staying there like cement. Yep. Got it. Good. We're done. <laughs> the yep. next one is umpires. Umpires, there are usually two per game. Um, we have had problems in the past. Um, they're just not consistently good across the board, unfortunately, which I know it's a shortage and everything, but um, we've we've definitely had some challenges. Again, it's all it all kind of like runs together, but like uh-huh. I'll, I'll tell you one thing we expect. We always expect a really large strike zone, like Usually in youth baseball, you have a large strike zone already, but it seems to be one consistency, I guess you could say, is that at U-Trip, they tend to have a very large strike zone. And in our experience, at least, it seems like the umpires will absolutely lean towards making decisions that will make the game end sooner. Um, yes. And I'm going to give you an example for that. And this was from all the way back from our first year in 8U. It was actually the AA World Series in Canton, and that's a double elimination tournament. Or, like, you do pool play, and then you go into double elimination, I should say. And so, if I remember correctly, our team and the other team that we were playing had both lost one game. So, like, this game was it for somebody. Mm -hmm. And it was the bottom of the last inning, tie ball game, bases loaded, we're up to bat. Okay? So, right here, we're either ending the game... Or it's either ending in a tie, so then you have to go into extra innings, or we score a run and we win, okay? Kid up to the plate has a full count. It happened to be one of our seven-year-olds on the team, on an 8U team. So, you know, you just never really expect as much from the seven-year-olds that year. And he watched what should have been strike three go literally across the absolute middle of the plate. And the umpire, who we ended up having a dozen times later after this tournament, called ball four, take your base. We win the game. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that kid to this day will tell you, like, oh, my gosh, it was the most perfect pitch. And, like, she called ball (laughs) They called ball four. (laughs) And, like, that was a terrible way to win. It was, like, it was awful. Um, But that was our lesson, like, starting into this, like, if the game is on the line and they can make a decision to end it. And obviously this isn't everybody, but um, right. you can like think that maybe that call is the call that will be made. Um, I've also seen, including this past weekend, a total of two challenges, two calls challenged with the tournament director or whoever's on site. Uh-huh. It, and both times I've seen the challenge in the other, they were both the other coach that made the challenge and put a hundred dollars down. They both lost and but I will tell you, like from my standpoint, they were both right. Like the coaches who challenged. So like, prob- oh no. So probably don't challenge a call if you take your team there. If like you care about that hundred dollars. Oh shoot! Was it so they were challenging the rules and then yes, the attorney guy was just like no backing up the the umpires. Correct. And and in both oh. cases though, I think. My guess is the tournament directors are going to lean towards backing up the call that was already made. Like, it has right. to be a pretty blatant 
Like you really have to prove that they were in the wrong for them to overturn a call is my guess. Right. You know what I mean? And so if you don't really do a good enough job proving that, then then they're going to stick with what's there. And maybe that's what's happened. You know, maybe they even thought the person was right, but they couldn't prove it. So they just kept it what it was, whatever. But anyway, I wrapped that all up into umpires. Yes. Because, yes, you know, yes, and yes. we've had fun with umpires and they're doing the best they can. Yes. I get all that. Yes. You get all that. But yeah, we just don't count on like consistency, I guess. Right. And I guess that's the big thing. Like if you, I mean, I think we've said this before, like if your strike zone is like more inside then fine. And if you're consistently calling that, then fine, I will accept it. But if you go from the inside and then now you're calling those balls when they were strikes like 10 minutes ago, that's where I'm like, come on now, you just come on. So that's where I get irritated. But yeah, it is what it is. We also saw an ump last weekend, like in the field, like with his head on backwards and like slides on. And I mean, you know, whatever. But (laughs) (laughs) it just... It doesn't come across as like super professional. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like when you're dressed like that. When so. you're paying lots of money for these tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You expect oh that goodness. at rec games, right? But yes, yes, absolutely. So rating. So our rating. Yep. Our rating was 1.5 out of three. And then let, I'll let Stephanie talk about like the concessions and the restaurant situation a bit since that's more her specialty. Yep. Um, so concessions, uh, restaurant, and then in the restaurant, they do also have a bar. So this restaurant is not like an open air kind of thing. It's actual inside. So if it's super hot out, you can go in, sit and have air conditioning and it's pretty large. So you can even put a couple of different teams in there. And when we went to eat in there, we had quite a few players with us and parents and it seemed like it came out fast. Everything was, it was good and um, it wasn't that packed. So we appreciated that. And then of course the parents also enjoyed the bar area where you could get some drinks and relax for a little bit, not anything excessive. Um, and then the concessions were like a standard concession, you know, your candy, soda, popcorn, Nachos. pretzels, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I wish I would have paid more attention to this. I think I overheard somebody say the restaurant was not open inside this year, or at least this past oh. weekend. Like, I think you could go in. I know the bar was, I saw a bunch of people walking around with cups of beer or whatever. Um, okay. But I'm not positive if you could sit down and eat a meal. So just probably keep that in not mind. with COVID and everything. Yeah. yeah. But it was in the past and it was nice. But yeah, it may not now. Go figure. But it still was good food. And so if you didn't want a hot dog or a hamburger, I mean, you could get sandwiches, BLT, a salad, whatever. So that was nice that you have a little bit of a variation there. Yeah. And if we go back to the episode where we interviewed Susana Luch. Um, Alec Manoa's mom, she talked about remembering coming to a tournament in Michigan, and she thought it was the most amazing thing ever because <laughs> you could order beer at the ballpark. And so we're real sure um, that this is the tournament that she was talking yes. about. So we know even though Stephanie <laughs> and I don't drink a ton of beer while we're watching our kids play ball, a lot of people really appreciate that. So that was uh-huh. that can be a huge bonus about this facility. Yep, absolutely. So we gave it a rating of two out of two. Yep. And then in the miscellaneous category, I mean, this is just where we kind of give bonus points for extra things. Um, They do have a playground. I'm sure Stephanie has appreciated that with younger siblings at times. I mean, it is centrally located right by the bar, actually. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'll just go up there, get my drink and the kids can play for a little bit. Yep. And to be honest, I'm not positive about the official policy for coolers and dogs. All I know is that, again, there's nobody there taking an entry fee. Like, there's nobody there to enforce 
a rule if there is one. Um, so especially coolers, I've taken a cooler there like every time I've gone and that's no issue, mm-hmm. right? Um, you don't see a whole lot of dogs there at all, but I have seen them. Um, so you could probably get away with taking your dog, you know, clean up after your dog. But I'm not totally sure if you want to take your dog, you could look into that more on the website. Um, this mm-hmm. is often where we also talk about warm-up space. Um, there really isn't a whole lot of it at all. You will see teams finding spots here and there. Um, but it's kind of in the way of everybody walking around. Uh, again, we talked about how Canton's always wet in the, the in-between areas, like the grassy areas yes. around the fields are always wet and muddy mm-hmm. and gross. And then you will have teams warming up in these spots so they're not helping the matter. Um, so there's not much there for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we gave it a rating of four out of five yep. for miscellaneous. So when you add that all up, that means that we rated this tournament, or I should say these tournaments, the USSA tournaments in Canton, Twenty, we gave them 23 and a half points out of 30 total, which puts this comfortably in the category of a triple level tournament for moms in baseball. So this was just, I don't know, Stephanie, what your thoughts are, but I was kind of nervous about rating this tournament only because like, I almost feel like it's harder to rate because we've gone so many times. It's hard to like I know. just look at our objective rating scale and not use any personal bias. Um, uh huh. Just because, again, and we've had we've had some great some great tournaments there. Um, I've had some great experiences there with with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some really fun tournaments. I'm sure you can remember, you know, winning and getting one of them. We got like a giant belt and the kids loved that. Yeah. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> those were nice. Yeah. <laughs> Max's team a couple years ago, they, they were runner up in the double A state tournament. And that was a really big deal for them. Um, like we've had some really fun experiences there for sure. And can you think of a bigger sports complex that we've gone to in Michigan? ever where there's more than 12 fields no no not in Michigan and we were I was just discussing this with another parent from um, Keegan's team like they chose their you know further south but they chose not to go to Canton just because the fields weren't exactly up to their expectations and so they were closer towards Illinois and Indiana and so they sought other teams in other areas because he said there is no other fields or bigger complex in Michigan that would do this so somebody if you want to invest some money <laughs> create this and you can bring in this crowds like we we can create Grand Park here in Michigan like let's do this <laughs> yeah absolutely like I was thinking and you're gonna hate me for this but think about what Canton could be if they had turf infields at least oh yes oh yeah but but what the part where I said you're gonna probably hate me is like obviously that's ridiculously expensive but what if we started charging all these people coming to watch the games going on at 12 different fields like I feel like that's just such a lot you know I'm a business major like that's a lost opportunity right there that is true all five bucks a day Right. And right. even if you do five bucks or even charge me for parking or whatever, I could do, I could even do $10 a car. Like I'm not opposed to paying as long as like the <laughs> amenities are there. Like, I don't mind it. I get it. Like it's a nice park. You know, I will pay for the nicer park to have seating, to have the not wet soaking grass. Like I, I, I get that, but 
some some tournament areas you know i won't mention their name but um they have not done anything in the past four years and i'm paying twenty dollars per person and i'm like you have a dirt hill that people walk up and down fix it fix it yeah but i'll just let it go yeah yeah no but yeah and i'm, I'm not suggesting i want to pay five dollars or ten dollars a day right now to go to canton as is but like if it had turf, yes, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, I feel like that in and of itself. I would because it yeah. has the lights and it has the twelve fields and it has the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, it has it so much has going for it. So yeah. much of the negative just comes from its inability to deal with water in yeah. an area that gets a lot of rain. Yes. So yes, absolutely. That's the big takeaway for Canton. Uh huh. So thank you for joining us on our little mini review. Um, we'll be back in two weeks couple weeks so until then have fun at the field we'll see you next week and we'll have something interesting to listen to yeah (laughs) june 17th we'll be back (laughs) i'm just curious what this interesting episode is i don't know (laughs) now we're gonna have to create something i don't know Hey, it's the end of school. We're busy moms. We're trying to wrap this up and we're getting baseball season. Like if you have ideas, send them our way. Yeah, it'll be great. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Absolutely.